Hello and welcome to today's edition or episode of the Big Hearted Podcast. Today we welcome the ever-delightful and effervescent Donna Han. Donna started business by dipping her toes in at the age of 19. She has a long-term fascination and love for entrepreneurship. Her journey has led to businesses in children's party entertainment, corporate professional development, online retail, and a highly successful and award-winning dance studio. So taking the learnings and experience of starting and growing three successful businesses, one pre-children and two with children in tow, Donna is also the creator of She's in Business and the Ready to Rise online course designed for mums who are made for more. As a business coach, Donna helps ambitious entrepreneurial mums transform from feeling overwhelmed, exhausted and frustrated into savvy, fulfilled and energised women ready to rise to the next level of business. There were so many takeaways I got from this episode with Donna, so many things that just sort of fell into place for me. And I know for a lot of our listeners out there too, there's going to be so many gems that you take away from today's episode. Donna is such a bright, bubbly light within the business community. She's part of the mastermind with Tina Tower that I am in and I just gelled with her straight away. Her tips and hacks and the information she shares is just so easy to assimilate into your daily life. So without further ado, I want you to be able to listen to these great tips and get as much out of it as what I did. Thanks, Donna. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community heart-centered educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast today. My guest, as you heard in the intro, is the absolutely gorgeous Donna Han from She's in Business. So, Donna, everyone's just heard your professional bio, but it's always fun to hear the real and heartfelt one. So do you want to share with everybody like who you are and what your passions are? Yeah, sure. Well, I am a mum of two, firstly, and I've been a serial entrepreneur from, I don't know, I think as long as I can remember. I think after growing up in a family that had their own business and emigrated from the UK and had to start with like less than nothing. I think it's just always sparked a real curiosity in me for building businesses. And so that has been, I guess, my long journey started when I was very young. But what I've experienced after starting and growing and selling multiple businesses is that it's a very different juggle pre-kids to when you have Mm -hmm. kids. 
And that was a real eye-opener for me. I did try for a little while to be satisfied with being a stay-at-home mum and just focusing on that. And I had this beautiful idea in my mind that would be totally fulfilling for me. My husband, whilst I was pregnant, said, yeah, Dons, I don't know that that's really going to (laughs) be how it works out. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't know anything. I can't wait to be a mum. It's going to be my whole life. And, you know. And I do love it and there is so much that I get out of being a mum, but I am a woman that's made for more than just being a mum. And Mm. so I've embraced that. I went through a lot of guilt around that for a few years and had a lot of that comparison thing going on where I looked at other mums who were just content with that and I looked at business owners who were kicking butt and I'm like, "How how do I fit within this? But... I think where I'm at now, so just to backtrack a little bit, I started a business when my firstborn was six months old, which was around products for traveling families who like to get out into the outdoors. And that was great for a while. It was an online-based business with some pop-up shops. And then I sold that business when my second baby arrived in my belly and Then when he was six months old and my firstborn was three years, I decided to go back to my roots, which is being a performer and a dance teacher, and I opened a dance studio. And so that was six years ago now. And over time, that built to six figures consistently year on year as a six-figure profit. And my team grew and we were like 300 students. We had two locations. It grew really big. It was super successful but it also put me at the point of burnout. And Mm. so now what I've discovered is that I've got this beautiful work-life blend and I'm very careful about the way I use the word balance because I think that that actually sets us up to fail. Mm. But work-life blend is something completely different. And so with She's in Business, my purpose is to help mums in business in particular, to get that work-life balance where we're looking at making sure we've got the blend of a business that fills your purpose, that we've got connection to the ones that we love the most and that fills our heart, and also that we have strong self-care habits that keep you energised and buoyant. And then through that, through that healthy work-life blend, we're, you know, making sure that we're avoiding burnout, but we're yeah. living living our dream, you know, and being a business owner, but also being a mum. So in a nutshell, probably a bit of a long-winded nutshell. It's <laughs> awesome. That's me. That's my purpose. That's my passion. That's where I'm really, you know, sitting into right now. And I'm absolutely loving it. So I hope that in this podcast, I can share some of what I do with your beautiful family daycare educators and yeah, help support them just like you're supporting them, Victoria. Because I think what you're doing is fantastic with your podcast and iMagazine and everything else that you do is just incredible. So thanks for inviting me to be here. I'm really thrilled. Well, thank you for coming because finding other women and when we started our podcast, we were kind of like, oh, do we just have people that are just in the fold of family daycare? And I thought, no, I really want to open this out because I wanted family daycare educators to realise that, yes, they are running a business. Yes, they have to work with a scheme and within the confines of some of the scheme. Mm. But in business, that's what happens too. It depends on what business you're in. So I really want wanted to diversify this a little bit and 
and show educators that, you know, it's not just us that struggles with this stuff. And it's yeah. really important for us to, as you say, get that blend. You know, there's this whole idea that because we're at home with the children all day, we should still be in charge of running the entire household and the expectation mm. and the pressure that's on some family daycare educators is just phenomenal. Yeah, I know because I was there, you know, I, I had my own children, my husband, my whole house, my family, my dog, blah, blah, blah. And I started Rainbow Bridge Family Daycare and then I became an educator as well. So never did my workload decrease. My workload mm. actually just exponentially increased and increased with every new thing that I took on. And it wasn't long before I was going, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I'm like this is so intense. And I just had this belief system too that I had to work my ass off to get yeah. anything and to be deserving of anything. And it's taken such a lot of continual work to undo that and to actually go, hang on a second, I'm doing a disservice to my children by not asking them to step up. I'm mm-hmm. doing a disservice to my relationship with my husband by not asking him to step yeah. in and to pick up the slack because his life was great. You know, our <laughs> finances increased, his workload stayed the same, he got to go and do the fun things and we did fun things together, you know, but it was at the expense of my life force and my yeah. energy and I know a lot of other educators fall into that trap too. So You've got some tips on bringing that work-life blend in. Yeah. Can you share some of those with us? Because we're desperate. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And I loved all those things that you just raised because a lot of those things is like what you said, we all experience them but in Mm. different ways. And there's a lot that you touched on then that tie directly into the five key things that I feel helps with that work-life blend yeah so it's beautiful and the other thing that I want to say so much respect to you know being in that situation where we're dealing with children because with a dance studio Mm -hmm. I also get what it's like to manage parental expectations and to make sure that the environment that you're providing for their precious little ones is safe and nurturing and all of that sort of stuff so I also get that side of it from a business perspective And there's a lot of weight that can come with that. So huge. Yeah. So just want to acknowledge that because it's not an easy job. And something that someone's, yeah. And something someone said to me years and years ago was like, you know, being a business owner is hard, but if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So, you know, and it can be hard, but there's ways that you can adjust what you're doing with small continual steps over time to make it achievable. It doesn't change overnight. And I think that's the thing that we need to remind ourselves of and be gentle with ourselves about is that we first make the intention to make those changes and then we just start making small incremental steps to change that. And over time, those tiny steps will become big changes. So Yeah, we call those microtransactions. Those tiny little things that you can do that are going to have an exponential effect on your day. So making sure that you fill your water bottle up before Mm -hmm. you start work so it's on hand. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got, if you're in the middle of, you know, something going on and you're going, my body needs to rehydrate, oh, I've got to go and get my drink bottle, I've got to fit, like, they become things, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. Yep. 
and then all of a sudden you're dehydrated. So a microtransaction of making sure that self-care at Mm -hmm. at its highest form is that your bodily functions that Mm. you need to perform at your best are done and it becomes a rhythm and a ritual and a routine and you just do it all of a sudden and it becomes part of your day. So that microtransaction over the course of a year has so much benefit when it's such a small thing to do. Yeah, I totally agree 100%. And I like to frame that around helping your future self. So anytime, yeah, anytime I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered going to do that, even if it's like, you know, throwing a load of washing on or doing the dishes before you go to bed and you're like, oh, I just don't want to. Yeah, and I go, hang on a second, let's help your future self here, Donna. If you do it now, it's actually going to help you tomorrow morning to wake up fresh and know that things are done. So, and it's the same with your water bottle example, and I love that. And one of the things that also ties into this, and which is my first key thing that I wanted to share today with you and the listeners, is about time management. So in wanting to get that really healthy work-life blend that we all want to move towards, I believe that there's five things within the recipe that you can implement that will help you to become a content business owner that has the lifestyle that's free from burnout. And the first one is time management. So the better that you can control and use your time to be super productive in running your business, then the more time you'll be able to spend in the moment with your loved ones. Mm. And, you know, let's face it, our loved ones, particularly our little people, they just want us to be present with them. They just want our time. But it's that juggle of time in what we spend in our business and then that horrible guilty feeling that you have when your head finally hits the pillow and you recap your day and go, oh, man, I really didn't give much to my kids today. And so having a time management tool that helps you be 100% focused in on your business when you're in that time, then allows you to be 100% focused with your family when you're in their company. Mm. And so getting a time management system is really, really important. And it's like the foundation, I believe, of the first steps in getting that balance right or that blend right. So I have a resource that I'd love to share with your listeners. It's really simple, really simple to use, and it will have you making more of an impact in the time that you use towards hitting your goals for your business. But also then it means you'll be able to get stuff done in quicker time for your business. So you've got more time to spend with the ones that you love. So if you want that one, you can. it just is a printable. So really, really simple. It'll help you to dial down your overwhelm by planning out and mapping out your week And then you just stick to that and you'll get it done. So that one's a really easy one to grab a hold of if you want it. It's donahan.com forward slash free planner and you'll get that one. So that's my first. put it in the show notes too. Okay, awesome. That would be my first step is really looking at your time management and getting better at that. Then my second tip, which you talked about at the beginning, which I loved, is about boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So being really prepared to set strong boundaries around what you will say yes to and what you will say no to. Mm. The thing is that I find when I talk to my clients and also my friends who are in business, and I've definitely been through this myself as well, is that we start a business because we want freedom. 
Yes. <laughs> and we want to break the corporate chains. And, you know, you don't want to have to ask your time, your boss for time off. And, you know, you want that freedom to work around your kids. And maybe you wanted to be more creative and, you know, still have to go through the red tape, but it's minimal red tape when it's you that's yeah. the boss, right? Yeah. And, you know, it might sound restrictive and counterintuitive to be talking about boundaries when what we want is freedom within our business. But if you want that beautiful work-life blend, then you need to set parameters on how yep. far you want to push each of those areas of your life. Yeah. And so work is the obvious one to start with. Our business is the obvious one because as business owners instinctively, we're problem seekers and solution makers, right? Yes. That's what makes us, I think as entrepreneurs, what makes us entrepreneurs is actually our thought process. We're always yeah. looking for ways to problem solve. And hopefully through that problem solving that we're doing, the reward to us is that we make some money from that. Mm. But the tricky part is, is when the purpose behind our business is to do those things, where do you stop? When, yeah. you're, when you're in that people-pleasing moment and it's, you know, it fills our cups up in that we get that reward and it feels good, you know, sometimes we do more of our work than maybe is necessary. Yep. And so what we need to do is have a strong purpose for why you do what you do and how you do what you do because once we've got those boundaries around it, then we know when we need to pull back and then we need if you know, we've been requested to work longer hours to get your admin stuff done at the end of the day once all the kids have left and all of that kind of stuff, you know, we can sometimes then be saying no to perhaps tucking our kids into bed and reading them the yeah. story. It's so true. It's so true. And the thing with family daycare educators is quite often those boundaries get pushed by the very people who are paying the bills. So then there is this massive guilt that sets in if a parent is late you know, really mm. you should charge mm. a late fee. And if you implement yeah. that late fee and you're always going to have those parents that don't care and they'll just keep paying the late fee, I urge educators to really look at their worth and to really assess, you know, this person isn't respecting the boundaries that I put up. I've put a consequence in place. However, that consequence doesn't work for them. Like they're just continually riding all over the lines that I've drawn you know, this person really isn't a fit within my business. Yeah. Is it worth, you've either got to look at that in that case and go, well, is that a boundary that I can shift? Is that a possibility? Because boundaries aren't set in stone. Same with your children. When my children would start pushing the boundaries when they were little, it was always time for me to reflect and be like, oh, okay, so if they're continually pushing this, it's time for more responsibility. And so then we would assess, you know, if it was 6, 7 o'clock bedtime, all of a sudden it's getting creeping to 7.30 all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, well, then you need to be more in charge of your own bedtime routine yourself and giving them more responsibility is often what they're asking for. So to put that in terms for a parent that's continually late if that doesn't work for you because that impedes on your personal family life, you have to make that decision. This isn't working for us. Obviously, you need somewhere that has longer hours. And mm. not being guilty for saying that because you've assessed your boundary and you've gone, no, this is not negotiable. 
I can't move this or I refuse to move this because that then has this impact further and further and further out in my life. I'm not prepared to, you know, compromise my family time just so that you can be late to pick up because you've gone yeah. and organised your dinner. You know, like, sorry, do that in your own time. Yes. Yeah. And not being guilty for having that. And it's the same principle applies with your own children. Yes. Your husbands or your, your other halves, you know, and all of the people, your service as well, you know, they have to be able to come in, you know, and you have to work. That has to be a little bit fluid. But you can have these conversations. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being super clear about both sides of the story. And yeah. Assessing you know where that boundary can shift or if it absolutely and that's like the other part of it is also making sure that you've got boundaries around the most important people in your lives your family and friends you know yes they mean the most to you but sometimes we can accidentally almost become a crutch for our family members and you talked about this at the beginning in regards to like you know we love them and we want to show them love by doing things for them but sometimes we can do too much and it can become exhausting and we are essentially people pleasing and being taken advantage of So there's that side of it as well. But energetically, we also have to protect our energy and surround ourselves with people who lift us up. And I'm sure that we probably can think of someone in our lives where, yes, they may be a family member or maybe they're a friend, but they actually drain us of energy. And sometimes they can challenge you on your self-beliefs and leave you feeling really like, meh, you know, like, oh. And (laughs) so... It's about looking at, okay, setting boundaries around those particular characters in your life and going, well, maybe I can't remove you from my life. You know, maybe it might be a family member, but maybe you just don't enter into those conversations. Maybe, Mm. you know, you can let that comment slide past you like Teflon. Don't even let it land and hit the ground so you have to step over it. You know, it's about shifting your mindset around that sort of stuff. And then the third part of setting boundaries is about self-care and Mm. it's real self-care that I'm talking about. There's a lot of fluff around self-care as being, you know, massages and bubble baths and all of those things, which are great and awesome if you can do them, but it's not necessarily realistic, especially when you've got a young family to be able to do that, right? But, you know, turning the self-care around into thinking about it as tuning into your inner knowing rather Mm. than ignoring it is really where I feel self-care comes in. And Mm. it's about living your core values and fueling your body and fueling your mind with great things Mm. and being still, you know, taking the time to get into nature and it's, Of the three areas that we've just kind of discussed around boundaries, I feel like self-care is the one that is most neglected and that usually comes down to low self-worth. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, and then the end result of that is most certainly burnout. Yeah. And so with all of that being said, the way to avoid I feel overworking and the way to avoid being taken advantage of and feeling meh and (laughs) avoiding burnout and all those things is really to set parameters around what you will accept and what you won't accept and Mm. what you will do and what you won't do. And sometimes that requires saying no. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a few different ways that I do it, which I'm happy to share with you. Please. 
Yeah. Okay. So when an opportunity arises for me within my business and, or like when there's something a bit more like of a challenging thing with people pleasing, where an employee makes a request for something that maybe has that ripple effect that you were talking about, or a parent, you know, makes a request that you stay open half an hour later. I always look at it and go, okay, if I stay up an extra half an hour to watch one more series of Netflix, because I'm really into it right now, what does that mean by default that then I'm saying no to? So it's like that sliding doors moment in that movie, that old movie that maybe yeah. <laughs> some of us know, but maybe some don't because yes. I forget how how, how, true. how long ago it was. Yeah. yeah. But in saying yes to that opportunity or in saying yes to that employee or that parent or saying yes to another episode of your Netflix series, by default, what are you saying no to? Is it waking up feeling refreshed the next morning? Is it mm. not tucking your children into bed? Is it... I don't know, there's so many different things, you know, working that extra day in the week to make sure you get something done for a business opportunity. Does that mean saying no to a walk in the morning, which helps your self-care? Does it also mean, you know, that you're pushed for time in picking the kids up from school and that's going to cause you stress? You know, it's all these things that have this ripple effect that you were talking about. Mm. And even after I asked myself that question, if I'm still like, oh, I'm still not 100% clear on what my answer is, then I rate it out of 10. So I look at the opportunity and I rate it out of 10 as to, you know, just taking into consideration of what the benefits are for the future of my business. So out of 1 mm-hmm. to 10, what does that look like? And then on the flip side, out of 1 to 10, when I think about the stuff that I'm therefore saying no to, what's the future negative impact of not doing those things? Mm. And then that makes my decision for me usually if I'm feeling a little stuck. That's such a great way to look at it because it takes guilt away because yeah. everything you do is going to have an impact somewhere along the line. So if it's a parent asking for you to stay open half an hour later on a consistent basis, it means that, oh, that gives me 15 minutes to get my own children in the car and out to sport. You know, previously I was putting, you know, dinner in the oven at that point and and la, 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 la. So that really, then I end up speeding to get to soccer on time mm-hmm. because my children hate being like, you're always late because of daycare. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. It has a massive impact. So for you, you don't have to say yes to everything that the parents mm-hmm. ask of you. They have a life outside of childcare and can find solutions in their own lives for the own their own issues that happen. Yeah, you know, Coles won't stay open half an hour for you, mm-hmm. later for you, because you're stuck in traffic or you know whatever. And, and they and also they also won't let you take your shopping home unless you pay for it. Yes. Yeah. You know, when yeah. people, you know, sometimes within the dance studio will be late with their invoice and it's like, but you're still bringing your children to class and we're in week five yeah. now. So you've had five lessons that you haven't paid for and yet you would never expect that Coles would let you take your shopping home without paying for it. So don't feel yeah. guilty about chasing people up for their responsibilities because that's no, really what it is. absolutely not. Absolutely. That's where it comes down to your boundaries and your boundaries, as you said, having to reflect your values and your worth. 
Yeah. Your absolute worth. And this is where I find a lot of family daycare educators, particularly around programming, they don't value what they do. And Mm. what they do is incredible because they are managing four different complex individuals every single day and they are meeting their needs left, right and centre as well as, you know, meeting the service requirements, the government requirements, their own requirements. And, you know, often they set the bar up here. And one of the common, common themes what you read on social media is that parents don't value the programming. Like, how do I share my programming to get input and value from the Mm. parents? And every single time it comes down to how you talk about what you do, how you market your program to your families because at the end of the day they don't really care and know anything about the EYLF that we have to meet or the quality areas and all that sort of stuff they don't know anything it would be like us going to the fruit guy at Coles and going oh when is your delivery where is Mm. that coming from like you just don't do that however he would be stoked if you took an interest he would be over the moon and would probably rattle off all this stuff to you Mm -hmm. about the producers that he's talked to and, you know, the growing practices that they have and why they chose that person over that person. Mm -hmm. But we don't because they don't do that for us. So as educators, we have to learn the areas in which to spend time and how to, you know, get that information out there and the places where we need to pull back and learn to say no more often too. And also I think also talking to the type of people that you want to have at your centre, you know, that ideal customer avatar. It's like looking at, okay, so who are we? Yes, we're presenting our programming in a particular way through our marketing, which is awesome. But alongside that, what's the ideal person that you want to serve? You want to serve the people that don't show up late consistently. You want to serve the people who do pay their bills ahead of time or on time. You want, you know, people who don't send their kids to you with snotty noses and then, like, race out to the car park and, you know, be gone like a bat out of hell, you know, and it's about targeting those ideal customers as well, which I'm sure you probably talk about all the time not, but not yet but we will we, ah well, there you go that's coming there's some gold yes. nuggets coming yes. for you <laughs> very much <laughs> oh. and you know talking about that with like runny noses and our health the other thing the third thing that I think is really important in this conversation is self-care hmm. And if you allow yourself to burn out, and I choose those words carefully, if you allow yourself to Mm -hmm. burn out, then it has that massive ripple effect, not just to you in the way that you're feeling, but also to your family, to your relationships, to your business. But also self-care is important for no other reason than you actually deserve it as a basic human need. Yep. Yep. You know? My biggest self-care practice at the moment is getting enough sleep that Uh is my number one I am going to bed no later than nine o'clock and even then I'm trying to go earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, and recovering from COVID I'm quite exhausted at the end of the day anyway but generally because I'm up at 4 30 and I'm going to the gym because that's my next self-care because Mm -hmm. self-care is moving my body like I love myself yes and just moving it for the sake of moving it because it's good for me so those two things you know yeah a massage is nice and it's needed with the way I train but 
it's a distant memory because if I don't get enough sleep and I don't move my body, I feel crap. And it's like I'm running in quicksand, you know, like I've got Mm -hmm. to get started every day and it's really hard. Whereas if I get enough sleep and I can bounce out of bed, I feel like I'm ready to attack the day and off I go. So if I get those two things right, I find a lot of this other stuff becomes secondary and it doesn't really take up too much. So, yeah, and yeah. it's really creating space for yourself. And that's why I highlighted that, you know, for no other reason that you deserve it as a basic need as a human being. Mm. You know, it's not some people I hear say, oh, but self-care, it's, it's so selfish. You know, it's not. It's actually essential. And, you know, do not sacrifice your own health and well-being for other things. You actually need to protect your self-care like a freaking ninja. Like you have to have ninja powers around your self-care because no one else is going to do it for you. It's actually your personal responsibility. It's my Mm -hmm. aim to sleep not like a baby but like a husband. (laughs) 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 Whose husband out there, like mine, literally will pull the sheets back, climb in and be snoring in that space between them How? How they... to on the pillow. I don't How know. do you do it? My husband did that know. actually last night. He got into bed and like five minutes, five like he was snoring. I'm like, how do you how? do that? How yeah. do you do yeah. that? Oh yeah. yeah. And can sleep through the children. Yeah. Doing whatever it is that children and I tell you as they get older, they don't become any less noisy. I promise <laughs> you now, they're 21 and 18 year old. And for some reason, they just slam the toilet door every time they go in the middle um, of the night when it's dead quiet, you know. And me, I'm like, bing, what was that? And then I'm yes. awake and then I'm making lists. Yes, so this um, is why I prioritize my sleep. So, yeah. I love that you prioritize your sleep because, again, it's one of those basic human needs that we need to exist. But it is sometimes very hard to switch that monkey brain off. And like I said, I think as a entrepreneur, we have that beautiful, brilliant mind that is always looking for solutions to problems. And so that's hard to shut that down sometimes. But I think it's also about being kind to yourself and setting yourself small habits that over time equate to that big change. And so, you know, one of the things that I sort of advise my clients to do at the beginning is just to start observing yourself and reflecting on your behaviors tune into how you're feeling on a daily basis Mm. and tune into as simple as start thinking about well how am I breathing what's my Mm. breathing that I do what's my natural breathing pattern is it shallow versus deep And Mm. can you tune into your thoughts, you know, your self-talk? Is it positive or is it negative? And it's just starting to build that awareness and observation in yourself as a starting point for self-care and then start making those tiny steps towards daily habits. Like before you get up and out of bed, before you put your feet on the ground, take five deep breaths. Yeah. And do the same when your head hits the pillow at the end of the day, take five deep breaths. And just the power in our breath is huge because science tells us that it's directly connecting 
to calming our nervous system, which has all kinds of benefits. You know, it's swapping one naughty food, which we all do, for one healthy whole food and then building that up over time. It's like you could also take your 10-minute shower and use that as a daily practice to be mindful. We do it anyway. We shower anyway. But switching the intention behind it and plugging into our mind and plugging like bringing ourselves back into our body in feeling the water in Mm. smelling the soap in being grateful for the simple opportunity to even have a shower which some people don't get being grateful for that and again breathing you know you don't have to go oh well I don't have time for self-care I don't have time to go to the gym I don't have you know time to go for a massage or have a bubble bath, but you have time for a shower every day because we all do it. Mm. So take that time when your head hits the pillow to take five breaths. You know, it's just the small little things that we can do to do that. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, that's great for a week and then I fall off the bandwagon, then there is a way that you can help yourself with that as well. And my advice there is to create yourself a self-care plan And it might sound a little bit like, oh, well, that sounds, I don't know, a bit boring to make yourself a plan. But what it does is that one page helps you to see that it's achievable. It helps you to sustain that self-care and keep you engaged and grounded and avoid burnout. So I do have a one-page plan template I'm happy to share. And yeah, and I advise that you stick it up somewhere where you see it every day and you just glance at it and go, okay, what was my intention? How did I want to feel every day? Am I feeling that? Mm, No. What do I need to do to shift that? Or I promised that I would do my five breaths every day when I wake up before I get out of bed. Am I doing that? It's just a really nice reminder. And you can put bigger self-care goals on there as well. That's fine. But at least you've got a map and you can bring yourself back to that map and remind yourself of where you intended that you wanted to be and start to get that beautiful balance between those three areas of your life being business, family and self-care. I love that idea of the shower. Our mutual friend, Anna Rose, she does a candlelit shower with classical music. Mm. (laughs) And at first when I saw that, I was like, you what? And then I was like, oh, you know what? That would be so usable for busy working women Mm -hmm. because you could set that up. You know, like my children, we had a no screen time policy when my kids were little. They didn't watch any screen time. So those times when they got to watch them, you bet they were plugged in. (laughs) There was no getting. That could be something if you have that, like you've got to weigh the risk benefits or the ratio, you know, like whatever I'm trying to say. But, you know, for you to have a 10 or 15 minute shower, and that I can picture it now. Beautiful music, whatever your choice of music is, beautiful candles. You might do a beautiful body scrub. And as you're doing it, you're just checking in and tuning in with every little piece of you, Mm. knowing that your children are safe. And it could be that you get your husband to watch, you know, to to step up there and fill that void or whatever it is you choose to do. But if you plan that and you 
guard that time mm-hmm. like religiously that no every Wednesday night come hell or high water it doesn't matter what is going on in my world mm-hmm. like you will start to look forward to that yeah. and you will start to plan your day so that you can be in that space as soon as you possibly can on yeah. that Wednesday I know I do that with my coffee now I bought myself a coffee machine off Gumtree because I just love the making coffee like when I was before I started this work I was working in hospitality and that was one of the things I just I don't know what it is it just brings me so oh it's the smell and it's the sound yes the taste oh it's just and getting a beautiful cremer on and then trying to do my coffee art which I've lost the (laughs) the touch (laughs) but that every morning like every morning I clear my kitchen is spotless and I'm like right now this is mm. me time. it's your ritual so, yeah. yeah yeah very much and, I, and it can be I really to... simple it can be so simple like yes a once a week shower with the music and the candles but it's also when you go and you pick out your shower gel or your soap yep. whatever it is that you use pick the one that when you smell it you're like ah oh, that feels so good yes like yes. and, and that you becomes that from yes. your kids <laughs> <And> <laughs> your husband <laughs> you hide that and then that's you know and on the days where you can't treat yourself to all the other parts of that beautiful shower that it's almost like a <laughs> ceremonial ritual just have that soap just have that soap yeah. and that's there's the gonna soap be all these educators yeah. in their, in their bathroom sniffing their oil <laughs> Yeah, but it just gives you that moment to be like, this is for me. This is my yeah. self-care where I can breathe the yeah. smell in. I can feel the sensation on my skin. I can listen to the sound of the water hitting the floor, like pretend it's a waterfall. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. it's just getting you out of your head and into your body. And there's so much about that that is proven through science is really important for our nervous system and there's so many benefits to calming our nervous system on a daily basis that completes the stress cycle and gets us out of the path of burnout so you know don't underestimate you know a walk on the green grass you know in my case I'm up in Gladstone Queensland or Tannum Sands actually and our grass is really dry at the moment because we've had no rain so not a great example for me but you know find what it is that helps you to be grounded and helps you to come back into your body as a human being you know we're a human being we're not a human doing that's not what we're called so you don't have to be doing all the time sometimes just be in your own skin listen to what's going on in your heart and treat that with respect and honor it by tuning into it yeah Actually, do you know, I'm actually going to implement that whole idea of the candlelit shower and the beautiful music because actually my body just goes yes to the Mm. thought of that. It's a microtransaction. Yeah. As you say, I'm having a shower anyway. Why not turn the lights off and just set a mood for myself? I mean, granted, my children won't come in because, well, sometimes the 18 year old does, but (laughs) that never stops, ladies, let me tell you. (laughs) It doesn't. It's just more difficult questions. (laughs) Yeah. So setting that tone for yourself. And I actually feel like, already feel like I'm looking forward to that. And this Mm. is what we need as women who do put so much out into the world that, you know, people just take it for granted, like your own family, your parents, like all these people just take it for granted because that's the society we're in now. And I think this 
big push and pull that we've had over the last few years is really about slowing down, Mm -hmm. really slowing down and being really present in the moment. And we have to do that for ourselves before we can do that for anybody else. Yeah. I 100% agree. When my children, like my kids are now six and almost nine, but when they were little babies and I really felt like I didn't have the time and the headspace Mm. sometimes to even unplug, like I would wait until they were asleep of a nighttime and I would take the rubbish out to the garbage bin. Mm. And in that moment, I just, I didn't stand at the garbage bin been and breathe deep because obviously not a great idea with stinky <laughs> nappies like yeah. right so put the rubbish in the bin and then step away but I would look up at the sky and I would try mm. and find the moon or I would try and find the stars or if it was a cloudy night I would just listen to the sounds around me and that would be my tiny little moment of self-care and tuning in taking out mm. the bloody rubbish you know but it's mm. finding what works for you in your season of life and then making that a intentional ritual like you know you have yeah. to take the rubbish out when you're doing it you might as well make it feel good yeah. so I love yeah. that Little I tips. really love that. Yeah, amazing. So there's just a couple of more things that I wanted to chat with you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've kind of touched on it, but like working out where you spend your time, how do we prioritise the work that we do and prioritise what's more important than something else? Yeah, okay. So the free planner that I mentioned earlier actually Mm -hmm. has all of this documented for you. So it'll be really helpful if you are driving or walking or something. But within that, it's actually a system. So what I like to do is I brain dump everything on a Friday afternoon and that brain dump page actually stays with me for the rest of the week going into the new week. So I brain dump everything and then I label it. So along the side of some little boxes where I can put my codes because I like coding things. Mm-hmm. And it's like D is for delegate, you know, or actually I do it by numbers actually because I've got too many Ds. So number one might be delegate. <laughs> number two might be delete if it's not going to actually have a return on the investment of my time in doing it. If it's mm-hmm. just busy work, get rid of it. And then it's prioritised. Yeah, like you said, it's doing the most important thing first. So once mm-hmm. I've done my brain dump and I've worked out, well, what's important to do today? What can wait till next week? What can be delegated? What can be deleted? I then map out every day of the week moving forward. So there's a sheet that you print out that has your three top priorities of that day, the things that must get done. And then underneath it's all broken down into blocks of time. I like to work in blocks of time and I challenge myself. So I'm like, right, I've got half an hour to get this job done. And I am not going to take more than half an hour. And I just get really honed in and focused. And on that half an hour, that's what I get done. And then I get to tick that box. I love ticking that box. Yes. And so by the end of the day, I have achieved everything that I wanted to do. Anything that crops up, you know, like someone emails you and wants something or, you know, just something's popped up. There's a little section down the bottom that you can write, I'm going to park this for tomorrow. I'm going to figure out how I can work this into my week. And then it just continues to roll throughout the week. And then when you get to Friday, you start brain dumping again. So Mm. that's the system that I like to use. It is sometimes hard to figure out what's most important to do. And that's if we don't sit down and work that out with some sort of a system or a tool, that's when we end up in overwhelm because we've got too much floating around in our head. We feel like, you know, you're 
in 10 places at once and it's not a nice feeling. So that would be my suggestion in doing that. But also the other thing that I wanted to talk about is making sure that somewhere along the line you have got, you know, some kind of a blueprint or a framework or a structure for your business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just wing it. There is so much information out there, be it books, programs, podcasts, business coaches, that will shortcut years in building your business, regardless of what stage you're in, if you're in a startup stage or a growth stage, or you're in that sustainable success stage of your business, find someone like Victoria, who's an expert, and she's the person that can fill the gaps in the skills that, you know, that skills gap that you have, find an expert that are three to five years ahead of where you are right now, that their personality clicks with you and invest in learning from them. And it can just be like an investment of your time in listening to this podcast, in doing any free training that comes up, in, you know, books and conferences are usually a lesser investment money-wise. But then, you know, investing financially in yourself in training programs and courses and things like that is a way that you can really shortcut the years and, you know, avoid the mistakes and start really kicking goals in your business. It's just about working out what option is affordable for you and then go and do it. It's like having a personal trainer, you know, Mm. you have to do the work along with just signing up for it. So this is just something I want to say is that it's great looking for the blueprints, the frameworks, the structure that you can get from other people in business, but you've got to do the work because a personal trainer can show you how to lose the weight and how to get fit and strong, but they can't do it magically for you. You actually yeah. have to do the work. And it's the same yeah. when you're looking at you know, advancing your training, your professional development, or even your personal development is making sure that you're also doing the work as well. Mm. Yeah, we at Big Hearted Education have a number of things available to educators. We have our free Kickstarter course, which gives them a framework Mm -hmm. on how to either start your family daycare, including financial, you know, how to set yourself up financially in there. But it's also really good for educators that have been, you know, working for a long time because you get stuck in doing things the same way. And who knows what's come along between when you started and now that could actually give you benefits and save you time so we have our kickstarter course we have our planners as well which are guided observations and all compliance stuff and checklists are in there and just cuts through all the so much value yeah all the confusion around programming and then we have our year-long course the essential elements which you know by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have already launched, but we'll be open again in September. So, you know, that course gives you the full blueprint on like helps you find your passion again and your reason why you do what you do. So important. Yeah. And it helps you to do it with heaps of tips and tricks and, you know, there's tasks to do in there and things like that. But I know when I go, so Donna and I are part of a business mastermind together with Tina Tower. And I know like when we do things with Tina, like once a month, there's masterminds. And then once a season, there's a three-month planning where we look at our business in all these different aspects and we plan where we want to be because it gives you the heads up as to what's coming. And it means that once you've brain dumped all of that out, it's not floating around in your head anymore. Mm -hmm. And you can 
work instead of going from oh there's a fire here oh I put that out there oh shivers there's another fire over here oh my goodness what a and you end up going from fire to fire to fire to fire mm-hmm. and you're just doing this you're just you know circling 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 I love I, firefighters I love firefighters especially the calendars <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> I am not into firefighting at all no, within your me business either. so me either and so this is what that, we're talking about it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, having that A, you know, I'm at A here and I want to get to B and when I get to B I want to go to C, when you can still have fires in here, but mm-hmm. once you put them out you're still in that direction to point B. Yeah. Like you've got to have that stuff in place. And I think a lot of educators, because they kind of on the cusp of, oh, I run a business, but I kind of defer everything to my service. Mm-hmm. So our aim, our goal is to get educators to be like, no, actually, I really run a business. And in order to run this business, I need to know my financials. I need to mm-hmm. know my budget, my resources. I need to know what I'm doing, where I'm going, when I can do this, when I can't. And to start all of that, I need to have my boundaries in place. Yeah. So that's what we really step in and help educators to do. So, yeah, it's a balance and it's, it is a blend. It really is a blend. It really because is. When you look at how colours blend, it's never straight up and down. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you're going to have more yellow and red and other times you're going to have more red than yellow. And it's going to go from, you know, solid red and solid yellow to moving mm. somewhere in the between and it'll do this dance the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. And you've just, when you've got things laid out and you have a plan, it allows you to have more freedom to actually deal with those fires when they come up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And I think too, like we need to have those systems, kind of what you're talking about, especially is having those systems in place and those tools and resources available to you, which is amazing that you've created that for people, because I can only imagine the amount of red tape and rules and, you know, and it would be different for different states, I would imagine, like it would be massive. So it's amazing that you've got that. But the other thing as to why that's so important is because We have seasons of life and we have seasons of business. And part of it is accepting that where you are is actually where you're meant to be. And even if the moment feels frustrating, even if the, you know, you are banging your head against the brick wall or you're going through like a time of like serious grief, like if I just reflect back on last year, like my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer in the early part of the year and within six weeks he was gone. But what was beautiful about that is my business was completely systemized and set up. So I flew interstate to Perth, my hometown, and I was able to be with him by his bedside, like 100% in the present moment with him in those final days, which is a gift that I will treasure forever. Meanwhile, my business was functioning absolutely beautifully and people didn't even notice I was gone and that's why you need to have Mm. these systems and processes in place in building your business to be really strong and Mm. because we always have seasons of life that we will go through within those hard moments are always lessons. So, you know, it's extrapolating those lessons from it. But I don't know if you've heard of Mel Robbins. I'm watching her stuff at the moment and loving what she talks about. But she says that life happens for us, not to us. Yeah. Even the crappy stuff, you know. And so when you're looking in your particular season of life, maybe you're in a growth season of your business, and that means your work-life blend that we've spoken about so much today is more weighted towards work 
and Mm. less weighted towards social catch-ups with your friends for that particular month. And that's okay because it's a season and seasons come and they go. And, Mm. you know, maybe your kids may be at the age where they're really dependent upon you and it's not the time to make huge growth within your business because they need you more, they need Mm. you around more, and that's okay because they've only got sticky fingers and warm hugs for a short amount of time. And that's where you're meant to be in that moment. Or maybe, you know, you've got a tough time within your marriage and your relationship Mm. and you need to hunker down on that and do nothing else you know, Mm. other than the minimal to get that back on track and to save that relationship, you know, Mm. and having a strong business that can function without you so you can hunker down on that and repair that is really important. So, you know, I think we also, like I've said a few times, have to be kind to ourselves Mm. and put the right things in place to build that beautiful foundation that we need for our business, but also to accept that it's okay if your business is, you have to kind of push the pause button for a little while to let other things catch up. Or if, you know, you have to work harder on your business for the next three months to get through whatever challenge you're facing. And so that means you may be not as present with your family as you really want to be. That's okay. It's a season of life and that's why it's a blend and it's never going to be a perfect balance. So that is all so applicable to family daycare educators, like just to touch on things and to put things into context there, like that whole process of when you're saying like your business will operate without you being there. Like if a family daycare educator can't work, it stops, like they Mm. don't get income. So educators need to have things in place so that they can have paid time off and paid sick leave. Yes, The only way you can do that is to pre-plan for those things. You know, when you're talking about having like a relationship breakdown or something going on in your personal life, whatever happens in a family daycare educator's personal life has an impact on their business because Mm -hmm. those families are walking into your inner sanctum. Like they're coming into your home. There is no hiding the fact that you might be having relationship issues. You know, the children pick up on that stuff, whether they consciously, well, they don't consciously know it, but they are so attuned to your energy and what Mm. you're putting out. So when you do have those periods and seasons in your life, when you aren't able to have 100% of your focus on your business, you need to have systems in place so that you can do the bare minimum and still meet the requirements of your job. Mm-hmm. You know, so just saying, oh, I couldn't program today. If you have one or two days, maybe a week like that, but if you can show evidence that prior to this particular point, you are consistent, that allows you that time and that flexibility to be able to have those weeks where you might be fighting off, you know, something physical in your body. For me, I had really low iron at the end of last year and it completely wiped me out. Mm -hmm. The only reason we could keep going was because we had these systems in place. Yeah. You know, and yes, I have team with me, but for you, for me to manage low iron in a daycare, I could have done that because I would use my planner. Yes. You know, and I just do the bare minimum, the daily safety checklists and all those safety checklists that are not negotiable, they're already printed it in your hands. Yes, like exactly right. Having those things available to you 
as a family daycare educator are so important, you know, and pushing yourself to do just those bare minimum for that little while, knowing that when you get over that hump, you pick things back up where you left off and then off you go again. So it is all these things. When we're talking about business, I know a lot of people will sometimes feel like it doesn't. How does that apply to family daycare? (laughs) But it actually does. And you've just got to think about how you can microcosm that, you know, these bigger concepts, microcosm them into something that's applicable for family daycare. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> we, have a, we have a guest star. I wasn't quick enough to push the mute button there. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's fine. We all work with children. Yes, my children are not yet back at school because of just some, yeah, with yeah. delays going back here in Queensland. So I'm doing the parenting working juggle as we speak. So I totally yes. get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might be a perfect time for us to uh, let you go if your needs are needed elsewhere. Being <laughs> I think needed bellies elsewhere. are grumbling. Yeah, it's always yeah. It's lunchtime, so bellies yeah. are grumbling. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Donna, thank you. There has been so much gold in this episode. Like even I'm going, oh, you know, like I'm going to go and download that time planner because I need help. <laughs> but it's, it's, there's just been so much wonderful experience and knowledge and gifts that you've shared with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're really so welcome. It. Thank you. I'm stoked that you invited me to be on the podcast and I'm really, yeah, thankful to be invited. So, yeah, yeah, thanks. Well, thank you so much. Well, if anyone is interested in finding more of Donna's work, do you want to hit us with your website again so that we can? Yeah, sure. So my website is donahan.com. So my last name is spelled D-O-N-N-A-H-A-N-N for November. Just because sometimes like people are like, is your last name Ham or is it Hand or is it, you know, I should have thought about that before I married my husband. So yeah, (laughs) donahan.com is my website. You can find me on Instagram at Donna underscore Han underscore S-I-B for She's in Business. And I'm also on Facebook. So You can find me with my name there too. And, of course, we'll link everything in the show notes too. So if you're driving or walking and listening to this and you can't write it down, just go to the show notes and you'll find all the information there. So thank you so much again, Donna. Much love to you. Big love to everybody out there too. Ah, Big love. (laughs) Bye. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback. So if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.